Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, a Bible study that I believe, as I always declare, when we begin teaching from the Word of God, is going to be a blessing to you. If you receive the Word of God into a good ground heart, it will bring forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. We used to say it, and we need to say it more often, I believe, in our church services where we bring the Word of life, the Word of God, the words of truth to God's people. You won't leave here like you came. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Well, I believe that today. I believe that the more we're exposed to the Word of God, uh, the more of the fruit of that exposure is going to initially be realized in our hearts and in our lives. Praise God. I love to sit down and just receive from the Word of God through personal Bible study, through listening to other fine preachers and teachers uh, bringing forth the word of life. Uh, I love to hear it on the radio, on television. I know there are uh, are those that are not being faithful to God's truth. I understand that. We are told to prove all things and hold fast that that is good. It's like a, a Holy Spirit filter. Amen. And the way we prove things is going to the Bible as our final authority. Let God be true and every man be the liar that contradicts that. That's what the Word says in defense of itself. Well, having said that today, I'm anxious to get on this brand new subject that we're going to be teaching on because it's so important to our personal witness to this world that needs what we have in Jesus Christ so desperately. I'm going to be talking about uh, in this Bible study, the heading, Shining the Light in a Sin-Darkened World. Shining the Light in a Sin-Darkened World. And we're going to be reading initially our springboard foundational scripture out of Philippians 2, verses 14 through 16. Heavenly Father, I, I, I usually pray before we get to this point for time's sake, ahead of time, but I just want to pray and ask the listeners today of this Bible study to come in prayerful agreement with me that your word will find and hit the target in our hearts that you desire, uh, Lord, so that we may indeed bring forth fruit in this particular area of our Christian witness. We're here to shine for you today, and I pray that our light can shine before men and you can receive the glory, and men and women, boys and girls, can receive the wonderful gift of grace, the forgiveness that is ours and provided for them in Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for victory over the darkness in the name of Jesus today. Amen and amen. Let me read to you from Philippians 2, 14 through 16. It says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word 
of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. I want to read this scripture from the Amplified. Listen to this. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting among yourselves that you may show yourself to be blameless and guiltless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God, without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights, stars or beacons shining out clearly in the dark world, holding out to it and offering to all men the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, I may have something of which to exultantly to rejoice and glory in that I did not run my race in vain or spend my labor to no purpose. Paul said, I want to sow into you that that will cause you to be God's luminaries, to be lights in this sin-darkened world, literally. Amen. And he said, if I can leave not just a legacy of my own witness, but leave others that are going to be witnesses unto God's great truth, amen, then I haven't, I haven't run this race in vain. Praise God. Well, I'm uh, going on 72 years of age. I have been a pastor of the Holy Church of God slash evangelist. 45 years this coming January. And friend, I want you to know that there are people that have come through this ministry that have went out and are out right now sowing the seeds of truth and shining for Jesus Christ. So I'm, I'm so happy to say with Paul that I have, I have run a good race. I have kept the faith up to this point, plan on keeping it to the end. I fought a good fight and I'm still fighting, praise God. But we are shining in the process for Jesus Christ. And the darkness has not overcome or overwhelmed us, praise God, because the light that we bear is not a little light. Remember the Sunday school times when we used to sing, and we sang it into adulthood in my church experience, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine all over our particular city. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. This little light of mine. I want to stop right here and say something very clearly. The light that we have to shine the great glorious truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a little light. And we even changed it when we were began to grow up to this bright light of mine. Some people still seeing 
this little light of mine. It's a sentimental little Sunday school song. Listen, Satan doesn't fear little lights in this world that is controlled and influenced by his darkness, but he greatly fears the brilliant, bright light of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, the truth of the gospel, the sharing of the testimony of what Jesus can do in anyone's heart and life who will repent of their sin and invite him in. We are well armed. We are armed to the teeth. Praise God. Amen. And we have a testimony to give and to share by the way we live our life in following Christ. And and actually, the Bible said when we get it right, we better be ready, instant in season, out of season, ready to give an answer to all men for the reason of the hope that is in us. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want you to know we need to change our attitude from this this littleness in light of all the darkness that is upon the earth right now. You know, the Bible said to ancient Israel in Isaiah chapter 60, darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness shall cover the people. But in that circumstance, the next verse says, arise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee praise god in fact the bible said in the new covenant that we as christians are supposed to be like a city set on a hill which cannot be hid no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel christ taught but he lifts it up so that all in the house might see this is not a time to cower in the face of the the negative circumstances of the end times this is not a time to pull our head in like a turtle this is a time to arise and to shine for jesus like never ever before Praise God. So this little light of mine, I couldn't mouth those words. I understand there may be people still singing it. I just couldn't mouth those words because I know the light that I have in Jesus Christ is a glorious, brilliant light. And the darkness cannot defend against it. But If Satan can convince us that our light is so infinitesimal, so small, uh, so insignificant that we could not be any witness, we Christians couldn't make any difference, friend, that is a terrible, terrible misunderstanding of what we possess in Jesus Christ. Christ. Satan should fear us. Amen. He should fear us. We shouldn't be drawing back from him and his cohorts. We we should be standing with God's brilliant shining armor on, declaring the truth of the gospel in word and in our behavior. We have a hope this world does not have. We have a hope this world can't give anybody because of of what we have in Jesus Christ today. Darkness is Satan's element. Listen to Ephesians 6 and verse 12. 
It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, 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 uh, one, it says, for we are not wrestling with flesh and blood in, in one translation, contending only with physical opponents, but against despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Friend of mine, I've often stated, I'm going to state it again, that every time the Word of God is preached, spiritual warfare is waged. Light and darkness clash. There's a very real battle raging for the souls of men and women, and the battle begins in the mind. You know, the Scripture declares the God of this world Because he moves in that sphere of darkness, the God of this world has blinded the minds of men, lest they would see the light, the glory of the gospel, and be saved. The God of this world has blinded the minds of men. And that's why the scripture goes on to say in the new covenant, the weapons of our warfare against this foe. Uh, this spiritual foe, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Praise God. Where? The next verse clarifies that. Uh, it, pulling down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ. This is the arena of battle. The battle is for the mind initially, because whoever controls the mind will control the will, and whoever controls the will will determine the destiny. If we can have these blinded minds (laughs) opened up to understand and comprehend coming out of the fog, out of the darkness, out of the smoke screen, and be able to see the glorious offer that God has given to fallen men and women, people just like you and me. You know, the that great verse in Amazing Grace is so significant. I once was blind, but now I see. And the Bible speaks of us after we were illuminated in Hebrews 10. What illumination came? What revelation came? What realization came? People in a sin-darkened world, blind to their lost condition, blind to their, their, their destiny, where they're headed eternally, when they see that when those scales fall from the eyes and they see their lost condition, they also see God's offer of salvation through the Savior He has sent us, Jesus Christ. And instead of continuing to grope in the darkness and run deeper into the darkness, we run from that prison house of darkness into the waiting arms of Christ. Hallelujah! And we are saved. 
there's a real battle raging for the souls of men. Uh, if you don't believe, someone said, uh, actually it was D.L. Moody who had won so many people to Christ through his preaching, through his teaching, through his testimony. A journalist asked him, D.L. Moody, you seem to be a, an intelligent man. How can you believe in a literal devil? And he answered, and I love his answer, and I quote, If you don't believe in the devil, just try opposing him sometime. I can say a hearty amen to that statement of truth. We wrestle against powers and principalities and all of this array of uh, this hierarchy of, of demonic forces, spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, uh, listen, if I didn't have God's armor on, if I didn't believe that, that he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world, I would be so intimidated by what we are up against. But friend of mine, we are clothed with what the Bible calls the armor of light. Put on the armor of light in another portion of scripture. This is enumerating the armor of light in in Ephesians chapter 6, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the mighty sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. <laughs> our loins girt about with, with truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Praise God. Amen. We have a mighty God that has, has gave us His own armor and the armor of light and we're told to put on the whole armor of god we're told to put on the armor of light and the armor of light is really defined when it says put on the lord jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Praise God. We are spiritual warriors and the devil knows the potential that we have to defeat him and to rob him of those that he has imprisoned with spiritual blindness. For the God of this world has blinded the minds of men, but the God of heaven and earth that can override and overrule that blindness is the one that we call upon in battle, the one that we call upon in prayer. It's Jesus, hallelujah, that, that is the light of this sin-darkened world. Praise God and His banner over us is love and power and grace and mercy. Hallelujah. And there's victory. There are souls to be rescued. There are souls to be saved. And in that arena of intercessory prayer where we bind the God of this world... I remember when I was interceding for my son and he was bound in sin and darkness and he's raised in church, but he hadn't met Christ as his savior, his personal savior. And when he went into the darkness, it got deep 
uh, and deeper into the darkness, and it would have destroyed him. He said he went back to a motel room where his friends were getting ready to to do drugs, and, and he was part of that. He had went all the way back uh, from what he was taught uh, in, in morally and personally and to the darkness. And he said, when I walked into that motel room, Dad, it's like a light bulb came on in my brain, in my head, in my mind. A light bulb came on and I saw... I saw where all of this was taking us, where it was going to lead to. And instead of going in and doing what I would normally do, I turned around and I walked away. Oh, friend, when the God of this world loses the battle for the mind, then the true and living God, amen, can get a hold of the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. This world is under Satan's direct and distinct influence. Listen to 1 John 5 and verse 19. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. Literally in the Greek, it would read this way, in the power of the evil one, in the influence of the evil one. Friend, this is a time of great opportunity and responsibility. We are called to be God's luminaries. We are to shine in this sin-darkened world. In order for our bright light, our brilliant light, to shine and make a difference, we must, and this is an imperative, we must begin to live our faith. In other words, we need to behave what we believe. Listen to Matthew, Jesus teaching out of Matthew's Gospel 5, 13 through 16. He said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? I want to stop and make a comment on that. It has been said and it has been preached and it is true, but there's a deeper truth. So listen to the true and then the deeper truth. It is true that salt is a seasoning, and it can season food to bring out and enhance the flavor, and we can, we can magnify Jesus and glorify Jesus if we, if we live out the Christian life publicly, hallelujah, and, and powerfully. But there's a greater and deeper truth to that. Salt was used, particularly in Christ's time and all the way up till my great-grandmother's time when there was no refrigeration. And the only way to keep meat from putrefying and spoiling was to salt it. And the salt was a preservative to keep it from putrefying. Listen, the church and the Christian in particular is God's luminaries in this world. And if we lose the testimony of Jesus, if we lose, you know, the Bible spoke of the church in in Revelation, the church of Jesus Christ having a lampstand. That's an oil-fueled light uh, that burned brightly. Oh, but when the lampstand is removed, we have 
no light. And the threat of removing it was when there was a, a, a form of godliness denying its power, when there was a loveless religious system that was void of the true love for God and love for Jesus. Oh, friend of mine, listen to this carefully. Uh, if the salt has lost its savor, its ability to preserve, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, to be trodden under the foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that it might give light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I've often said the world doesn't need another definition of Christianity. What they truly need is a demonstration. Our good works is not just our benevolence. There are people that don't know Jesus that are benevolent. It's, it's not just giving to the poor, and that's part of our testimony, our witness. But our good works go deeper. See, there's a deeper truth uh, because there are people without Jesus doing some wonderful good works in those areas of philanthropy and giving to the poor and helping people here and there in different various ways. But our good works uh, involve uh, having a value system that is different than the world about us. Loving our enemies, not just loving less fortunate people with human love, but loving our enemies with the supernatural love that held Jesus on that cross and on that tree. Following Jesus, taking up our cross, being willing to sacrifice and suffer if necessary for the sake of the gospel, thereby giving validity to the faith that we have embraced and the Lord that has embraced us. We begin to behave what we believe. Someone has said, I am my neighbor's Bible. He reads me when we meet. Today he reads me in my home tomorrow in the street. He may be a relative or friend or slight acquaintance be. He may not even know my name, yet he is reading me. Amen. Listen to Titus 11 through 14 as we close. It said, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Praise God. Amen. Oh, friend of mine, the devil wants us to back off 
to not be bold in our witness and bold in our following of Jesus. He wants us to see ourselves as little or nothing. He wants us to not shine, to put our light under a bushel rather than lifting it up on a candlestick so that all might see the grace and the glory that is offered us in Jesus Christ. Friend, today I believe God is speaking to someone that has just kind of said, let somebody else, let the televangelist, let let Pastor Venable, <laughs> let somebody else be that light. Oh, friend, God wants you to be light in a sin-darkened world, to be salt. Oh, to lead others and show others this glorious salvation. To pray for your loved ones. Never give up. My son came full circle. He came back to Jesus. He has passed away. He is with the Lord. And he said, Dad, if I beat you to heaven, which he did, he said, don't worry about me. Everything is right between me and God. And friend, that is my consolation, that is my comfort, that is my hope, and I want to share that hope with everybody who will listen. How about you? Today, today is the time to arise and shine, for our light has come in the person of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And today, if you don't know Jesus, I believe scales are dropping from your eyes. And I believe you're going to run to Him. And when you do, He will take a hold of you and He will never let you go. We love you today. Would you come back next week? And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.